In today's episode, you will receive tips and advice on how to establish positive relationships with dentists and other healthcare professionals. First, I will touch on the importance of these relationships towards your chances of getting accepted into dental school. After that, I will dive into the issue of the intimidating first steps in approaching dentists. However, I will explain how through networking, you can overcome the anxiety or intimidation of reaching out towards these professionals. Furthermore, you will learn in this episode how to better communicate with healthcare professionals. Finally, I will give you advice for job shadowing, so make sure to stay tuned for the whole episode so you can better be prepared for applying to dental school. Welcome back to the Read Dentistry Pre-Dental Podcast. I am your host, Jordan Lundquist, and I am laying my journey of getting accepted into dental school all out on the table so you can get in as well. Please make sure to follow this podcast for updates on Instagram at read.dentistry underscore podcast or send me a friend request on Facebook and I'll add you to the group page read.dentistry future dentists. Now stay tuned for episode 32 where I talk about how to establish positive relationships with dentists and other healthcare professionals. Kim Smith, former American fashion model and actress, once said, I love meeting new people. I think everyone has a story to tell. We should all listen sometimes. I love this quote by Kim Smith and couldn't agree with her more. For me personally, I have always enjoyed the opportunity of meeting new people, and that's why pursuing dentistry has been so great. Whether it be all of you listening to this podcast or the many people I've met along the way in the dental field, I am always so excited to meet and talk to someone new. My invitation to all of you is to find someone new on social media this week and befriend them by simply engaging in a conversation. This person could be someone within our pre-dental community or just anyone else who comes to mind. If you do this, I know you will discover the joy that comes from creating positive relationships. Okay, welcome back to the Read Dentistry Pre-Dental Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me as always. I really do appreciate it. I really appreciate the support that all of you are giving and the kindness for those of you who take the time to leave a review and for those of you who simply reach out to me with your questions because I really enjoy um, answering those questions and it gives me an opportunity to learn more about yourself and come up with new ideas for future episodes and that also leads into future videos on my YouTube channel because I recently created a YouTube channel called the Read dot just read dot dentistry pre-dental nation. So if you are more of a fan of a traditional short video on YouTube, you can also go there and watch the videos that I've been uploading and a lot of them do pertain to episodes that I've already published here on the podcast, there is some degree of variation. At first, I was just trying to translate all of the podcast over to video form in uh, in attempts to abbreviate each episode, but I feel like that's not completely necessary. However, I do provide links as references to this podcast on the YouTube channel. So, 
There, I really like the format because it's super simple for me to just upload a quick five to 10 minute daily video so that you guys have something every day to um, look to to look forward to um, for advice and in getting into dental school because I know that this is something that's constantly on your mind. And I will definitely continue with these podcast episodes every Tuesday and Thursday because I know that a lot of you have found value in that as well. Sometimes it's nice to listen to a 30 to 40, 50 minute podcast while you're doing something else. I know that for me personally, I really enjoy listening to uplifting podcasts or educational podcasts while I'm out in the yard working or even taking a shower just because I really believe in the concept of killing two birds with one stone. Even though I really don't like that analogy, I want to come up with another one because I really love birds. I even paint them um, as I am an artist as well. So (laughs) um, I do want to make the announcement that there's an upcoming interview that I'm going to do with Macy Summer. And I already have most of that outline for that interview um, written out. And so I do anticipate that potentially this Thursday, I could release that episode for all of you. Macy, she is, um, she's an incoming dental student at the University of New England. And she also gives a lot of um, advice to the pre-dental community of how she got into dental school. And she's really pleasant. She's um, willing to come onto this podcast and share with all of you her perspective and the things that worked for her and in getting into dental school. And I always think that that's so important that um, you know we hear from as many people as possible on how they got into dental school because I think um, it's not enough just to listen to me and what I did because those things, a lot of these things are unique to me, although I do give highly um, recommended suggestions on how I really feel um, about how I really feel could benefit you in your journey of getting into dental school. And I give very specific tips and guidance on the steps of, you know, the application process and um, just, you know, uh, just general things like the interview and how to prepare for those things and the DAT. And I'm also starting to reach out to more of um, the pre-dental community who's a little bit further out, farther out from applying to dental school. But I just, I'm a huge believer that the more witnesses that you get um, based on the process and the things that work and success to getting into dental school, I think the more witnesses that we have for that, the better of an idea, the more clear of an idea um, everyone else can have. And um, I know that when I was pursuing my journey and getting to dental school, I started hearing um, people say the same things, which was great because obviously if people are saying the same things that work for them, then that is something that you should really um, drive home and take to heart and, and apply in getting into dental school as well. So I'm really looking forward to that interview with Macy. I think that she's going to offer um, a perspective about the process in which I can't um, offer because I didn't go through the things that Macy did. So anyways, um, I'm also still planning on doing the Q&A Zoom sessions where um, you know any one of you can reach out to me and um, you know just request that I do a 30-minute Zoom session with you where I sit down and answer all of your questions. And I will make that audio and that video available um, either on this podcast or on the YouTube channel. And I think this will be um, a great opportunity for, because there's a lot of questions that 
you all have as a pre-dental community that everybody else has. So in answering these questions one-on-one, I hope that you can find the things that you also want answered because I know that that happened a ton uh, where people ask your own questions. So anyways, um, again, thank you so much for joining me. And I really thought today it would be beneficial to go over how to establish positive relationships with dentists and other healthcare professionals because I do realize that not all of you um, are going to be dentists. I, you have to go to dental school, but possibly you will be interested in specializing. So you'll do a residency and that might mean that you're job shadowing other, um, you know, professionals within the, um, you know, within the dental field, whether it be uh, an oral surgeon or an orthodontist or, um, you know, a pediatrics dentist, all of those things. Um, you know, what I'm going to say today can apply to all of those things. So before I get into the specifics on how to establish these relationships, I think it's important to talk about the importance of doing so. Like, why does it even matter that uh, you know we need to establish these relationships? And I think a lot of us could come up with a million reasons for that, but I do want to touch on just some basic things here that are a little bit more uh, pertinent towards our purposes in getting into dental school. So first is, you know, you're going to need a letter of recommendation. I know that most schools do require that you have at least one letter of recommendation from a healthcare professional, most likely a dentist, because you are applying to dental school. I actually ended up receiving two letters of recommendation. One was from a dentist and the other was from an orthodontist. And I mean, two letters of recommendation from healthcare professionals. So I I used the term healthcare professionals in this episode, just because I do realize that not everybody um, is wanting to stop after dental school and just being a general dentist that general dentist that a lot of you uh, might go on to specialize and so the term healthcare professional covers all of those areas and then also i mean if for some reason you are somebody who's planning on going to med school or farm uh, a lot of these principles might uh, could definitely apply to what you're doing as well. I actually have a quick story I'm going to share about somebody who wanted to become a chiropractor and an experience that he had on um, being able to get the opportunity to job shadow and reaching out to a chiropractor, which I think you will all find very beneficial. Um, but anyways, yeah, those letters of recommendation, it's very possible for you to receive those from the people who you will be job shadowing. So you obviously want to make a good impression on them so they can write something positive on your behalf. I honestly believe that that helped me out tremendously in getting into dental school because I know that the orthodontist and the dentist who wrote me letters of recommendation, I know that they wrote things that were positive and that um, I made a good impression on them. So it only made sense that um, they were going to speak um, well on my behalf. And also, it's a huge learning. um, It's a huge opportunity to just learn not only about the ins and outs of being a dentist or an orthodontist, etc., but to learn if it's something that you want to do. You are going to be exposed to that environment um, for enough time to make that decision. I know that for me personally, I think I had to get about 100 hours and that was towards my internship. So I was able to double dip and count my internship hours as job shadowing hours. And then I know that when I was out at school, 
in Idaho that I probably job shadowed for around 20 hours. So I may have had about 120 hours in the end of job shadowing experience. I did my internship in Pennsylvania, um, you know, close to Pittsburgh, where I was um, switching off between going into a dental office and then an orthodontist practice. So um, I and I learned a lot. I actually learned that ortho wasn't something that I wanted to do. And I learned that general dentistry was something that I did want to do. And then just the experience um, is so key. Um, the experience of, of job shadowing, that's another huge reason why it's so important to establish these relationships because job shadowing, you know, I just mentioned that a little bit. That's something that is also a requirement. You know, a lot of these schools, I think that they recommend at least 100 hours of job shadowing. And that's because they truly want to know if you are someone who uh, is interested in becoming a dentist. And the only way of knowing that they believe is to be exposed to it, to see, um, you know, the, the daily routine of a dentist, to see even other um, areas that are associate, associated with being a dentist that you wouldn't typically think about to see if those are things that you would be okay with. Like, you know, if you're going to have your own practice, um, are you going to be okay with managing a staff? Are you going to be okay with some of the patients who are can be pretty brutal and just complain about everything and that are impossible to please? And I'm not saying that that was something that I saw regularly, but it definitely existed. I know if you're planning on being an orthodontist, you had to be prepared to handle some bratty kids at times. And, and a lot of these kids, they, you know, they don't want to comply regardless of what you tell them and the potential consequences of not brushing their teeth. And sometimes adults can be the same way. So these are things to consider and things that you'll learn as you are job shadowing. And I'm definitely not telling you these things to um, dissuade you from pursuing dentistry because I thought my job shadowing experience was really um, helpful. And it was actually something that confirmed my interest to be uh, a dentist because I saw a lot of aspects that I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed the social aspect of it. I really enjoyed being able to just help others and relieve their pain because a lot of people, they really do um, have a necessity to go to the dentist or else their daily life is so greatly hindered by constant and nagging pain. And I just want to talk about how the first steps can be most intimidating in establishing these relationships with dentists or other healthcare professionals, whether that be asking for the opportunity to job shadow or whatever else. I totally understand because I've been there. I know personally that I even put off for a little bit of time um, my job shadowing hours. I think it was probably like the last year or two before I even applied to dental school that I first job shadowed and started knocking out those hours. And a lot of it was because of my anxiety that was holding me back. I was definitely afraid of rejection. You know, I, I didn't know how I was going to respond if they said no. I didn't want to be an inconvenience to them. I didn't feel like I had much to offer. I felt like maybe they'd been annoyed by, you know, the surplus of pre-dental students who were also asking for this uh, for the job shadowing hour. So I totally understand if you are feeling some of those uh, those similar sentiments and sentiments, and if you have those um, those same hesitancies. 
because I've been there. And what I will tell you is that you just got to do it um, because what I've learned is that once you kind of start to get your feet wet, you know, you start, you initially dive into the water, it's going to be uncomfortable at first, but you are eventually going to warm up to it. So there's no other advice I really have, but to just pursue it. Later on, later on, I'm going to uh, share a quick story that might just really help you in being more confident and seeking out these opportunities. But I guarantee you that um, there's going to be people who are going to be willing to help you, dentists or other healthcare professionals, because they know they've been there, even though things have changed a lot in the last 30 years, and maybe the process wasn't exactly the same for when they went through dental school, they could possibly have you know, a son or a daughter or a nephew or a niece who's pursuing dentistry as well. So they may very well be familiar with the process. And um, so so they understand. Um, there, there definitely might be a dentist or another healthcare professional who will be bothered by you being there. You know, potentially they could be intimidated by the fact that you're coming into the field. So why would they help you? Well, guess what? If this is the type of person um, who's going to act like that, you do not want to job shadow them anyways. There's plenty of other dentists out there who would be willing to help you out. So yeah, just ask yourself, what's the worst that could happen? The worst that could happen is they say no. And the best case scenario, they say yes. And you're able to get this experience that is necessary for you and in getting into dental school. And it's also the most likely scenario. Most likely they will say yes, you just have to ask. Now, I want to talk about how to network because I think this can be really huge in helping you to receive a positive job shadowing experience. And so there's many ways that you can network and reaching out to dental offices or other healthcare offices where you're interested in job shadowing in and gaining that experience. And one of the first places that comes to mind is pre-dental societies. And I realized that right now because of the coronavirus a lot of you are at home but i do know that most of the schools in which you attend have a pre-dental society uh, social media page whether it be on facebook or instagram and so hopefully that you know the president of that club is being active and seeking out opportunities for all of you and obviously that's going to come with a disclaimer as well because you can't really job shadow right now since most dental offices are closed depending on what state you're in i know here in pennsylvania everything's closed down i think that's pretty much standard across all of the states maybe outside of like utah nebraska to the states that i think never were even officially on lockdown orders but um, you know, obviously, you know more about that depending on where you are. I know for me personally, though, when I was in college that they sent around an Excel sheet with all of the places who were willing to all the dental offices that were willing to take in um, you know, pre-dental students for job shouting. So that was very helpful because all you had to do was contact them and um, you know set up a time that would work best to job shadow and you would have to do so with the dentist permission so usually the secretary would check with the dentist make sure that that particular day was okay for you to come in and usually it was and um and, and that worked out great and so that was that was only made possible through joining a pre-dental society I didn't really participate too much in a pre-dental society, so don't worry about it. If you're not a part of one, there's so many ways to network, and that's why I'm going to talk about family. 
for me, this was huge because my dad's a dentist and naturally that was super beneficial to me because he knows a lot of other dentists and healthcare professionals that were willing to have me come in and they were excited to do so because they even knew me already. You know, they were family friends. And so that made the experience a lot less um, anxiety filled for myself. And that was in terms of being here in Pennsylvania, because I just talked about how I did have a lot of anxiety. And that's when I was out at school in Idaho, because I was job shadowing there as well. And I had to reach out to people whom I didn't know and ask if I could come in and job shadow. So, um, you know, keep in mind the things that I said still do apply, although I found that through family and, you know, uh, networking through your family and your friends that that was far less intimidating. So that's, I think that's great advice to help ease some anxiety and some nerves as well. And naturally those nerves are still going to be there because there's going to be people at the, at those offices, uh, who you aren't really familiar with, whether it be their staff or anybody else that comes in, it could be the patients, but, um, you know, I, I talked about networking through family and then I think the same thing can apply through friends, you know, maybe your dad, or sorry, maybe you have a friend whose dad or mom is a dentist and that can open up some windows of opportunity if you just reach out to them because obviously they're going to be willing to help you out if they're aware of what you're doing in your pursuits to dental school. The other one, and this is big, this is LinkedIn. So I have been able to network really well through LinkedIn. Usually I post my podcasts on there and those don't get like a ton of attention because a lot of the people on LinkedIn are are um, practicing professionals currently, so they don't really care too much about a pre-dental podcast. But I remember when I posted my letter of acceptance to Pitt, that went viral. Like it was crazy. I was getting people from all over the country commenting, you know, whether it be dentists or other healthcare professionals or alums of Pitt, just congratulating, reaching out to me. Like it was insane. I couldn't believe the amount of attention that it got. Somebody reached out to me and said, hey, you know, you've really inspired me and I'm going to share this with a group of dentists in our, you know, webinar, whatever it was, their Zoom meeting. I was like, oh, cool. And even the dean of Pitt reached out to me. The uh, you know the dean of uh, dental medicine at Pitt even reached out to me and congratulated me on that LinkedIn. So there was tons of opportunities to network there, and I really highly recommend LinkedIn and just going on there and posting about your dental, your pre dental adventure on there, and you'll be amazed at how many windows of opportunity that could open, and that can make it a lot easier for you to reach out to other dentists and asking if you would be uh, if you'd be able to job shadow them. Obviously, that's only going to be possible once. Things start to return to normal, but um, you know, just keep that in mind for when things do. And then, you know, LinkedIn that just leads into social media in general. There's so many ways to um, get involved and 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 meeting and and learning about other healthcare professionals on social media. It's crazy. I never imagined how many dental accounts would be on Instagram. And you see people posting their work and you see people like myself who are giving advice to pre-dental students or just um, dental students in general. So there's lots of opportunities to meet people. Sometimes I get DM'd and sometimes you'll get like the spam of people wanting to you to buy their products and stuff. But um, regardless, there's a lot of people who I've been meeting through social media. That's how I got uh, to do the interview with the endodontist from uh, Minnesota with Dr. Lauren Kuhn. 
and she came on and did a wonderful interview touch or talking about leadership and how you can use that to stand out in your application and then that's how i met macy summers who macy summer who is also um, entering dental school this fall at new england so uh, social media linkedin those are two great ways to network and potentially find opportunities to job shadow and just establish relationships in general um and then there's also the old-fashioned way, and this leads into the story that I promised I was going to share. So this was really funny. This was um, a guy from my physics class, and he wasn't interested in becoming a dentist, but he was interested in becoming a chiropractor, and he also needed his job shadowing hours. And so he literally just found some random um, chiropractic's office. He walked in and said, hey, you know, I'm so I'm Jared, and I would like to know if I could job shadow here or like do my residency here, um, you know, because I, I need the hours or whatever for my resume. I don't know exactly how he said it, but they're like, oh yeah, sure. You know, uh, please come in. And that was it. It was that simple. And I just thought that was funny because, you know, here I was just like stressing out, like, how am I going to do it? How, how am I going to approach it? Yada, yada, yada. Meanwhile, this guy just walked in, he was super direct and that was it. I mean, so I thought that's really cool when you guys can apply the same thing, just go for it. And before I get into the uh, concluding part of this episode, where I'm going to be talking about communicating with healthcare professionals, and then just give general advice for job shadowing, I do want to take a minute of our time to thank the sponsor of the show, which is Anchor. So communicating with healthcare professionals is very important because you want to be on the same page as them. They're busy people beyond their professional life. They also have a personal life. They're involved with many things. And so I personally found that emailing was the best way to reach out to um, the dentist or the orthodontist whom I was job shadowing because they can check their email on their own terms. It's typically something that they're going to be doing while they're at work. I never really wanted to bother them while they were at home unless, you know, they reached out to me, then obviously I would respond. But I, I would definitely recommend that. And, you know, um, that would be after you start job shadowing them in general, because you're going to get to know them. They're going to get to know you and be interested in you. And obviously they're going to, going to be willing to help you out with any questions you might potentially, you should be asking them for a letter of recommendation. I hope so. And so a lot of that communication, I believe should come through email, but the dentist might have a preference. I know one of the dentists that I job shadowed, he didn't mind, um, just communicating through text. So you'll get a better feel for that you know, the more, um, you know, the further it goes into your job shadowing experiences, the more comfortable that you get with each other. Um, like I said, some dentists might prefer the cell phone. And then it's common to schedule job shadowing with the secretary. So this is kind of backing up a little bit. Like I said, before you ever get that email, it's likely you're going to go through the secretary. Um, but fortunately for me, I knew the dentist and orthodontist. I job shadowed very well. So the communication came a lot more naturally, but um, a lot of what I said can um, can apply in regards to my experience when I was out in Idaho and I and I didn't know them personally. Um, I usually actually I was just communicating with their secretary, unfortunately. But uh, here in Pennsylvania, uh, I was a little bit closer with them, and so you know communication through email was key. And then eventually, the, like I said, the one dentist he preferred just um, talking, you know, via text. And so that was great as well. And you'll get a feel for that. 
And finally, I wanted to talk about advice for job shadowing. So when you're there, um, first thing, don't be afraid to ask questions. This is key because it's the only way you're truly going to learn. A lot of times, you're not really going to understand what's going on because it's hard to see anyways. You're not going to have the best angles and viewing exactly what is happening. And um, I noticed too with my dentist, he just, I didn't really even have to ask questions to him because he was constantly talking to me. And, you know, naturally that brought up further um, follow up questions. But I think he was just really excited to share his knowledge with me because he knew that I was uh, pursuing the same career as him. And so that naturally gave an opportunity to talk and discuss about a lot of things and it was a great learning opportunity. Um, you might want to consider bringing a pen and paper just to write some of these things down. You could even use these experiences for your personal statement and so you don't want to forget the impressions and the things that you learned and I really didn't find that at any of my dental school interviews they were trying to test my my knowledge of the specifics about dentistry. They didn't ask me all procedures or anything like that but I can't promise you that it's like that um, at every dental school. Some dental schools might be different and want to see that you have, um, you know, more of a baseline knowledge of the ins and outs of the actual practice and being a dentist, but I'm not really so sure on that one. Either way, I think bringing a pen and paper could be useful. Um, and it's easy to feel like you're an inconvenience and in the way, but for the most part, I noticed that dentists were really chill. They were totally okay with you being there, but keep in mind uh, that there are hip, you know, keep in mind HIPAA, which is, um, you know, which pretty much protects, which is the policy that protects the, um, you know, personal information of a patient. And so you don't want to have a HIPAA violation and there can be a, um, how do I want to say it? There can be an interest of conflict with you being there job shadowing in regards to HIPAA. So with that being said, usually the dentist um, should be checking with the patient to be uh, to make sure that they're okay in you being there and standing in. And I would say 99% of the time, uh, the patient will agree to it and be okay that you are there. I, I actually never had an issue with it. I think maybe sometimes people were kind of like, so, so, um, but just, you know, um, just know that some patients might be uncomfortable with you being there and that it's okay. You know, it might be a little bit awkward if you have to step aside for a little bit, but just always be respectful. Um, the more respectful you are, the more trust you will earn. So be respectful towards the dentist and towards their staff and the patients, and they will definitely start to trust you more and more over time. So I never really wanted to be in the way. I, I didn't want to um, ask uncomfortable questions while the patient was in the chair or anything. So just also be aware of what you're saying. You know, you might need a little bit more of a filter and just kind of ask yourself, okay, like, I know that this might be an appropriate question to ask to the dentist while the patient isn't there, but would the patient be comfortable in me saying this? Um, just because they're not going to be of the same mindset as you and the dentist, because, you know, we think a little bit differently. Um, if you took uh, human anatomy in college, you might be someone who is comfortable with with cadavers. I know I was, I really love that, but that's something that the general population is going to be uncomfortable with. So, um, yeah, just have a little bit of a filter. And I think that's going to go a long way in just uh, developing trust and, um, and respect as well. Um, you really don't have to do a ton. <laughs> There's not really much for you to do there. I mean, 
what what's being done at a dental office is something that you have to go to school for. So, um, you know, like there could be opportunities for you to do simple things like take out the trash or press a button on the x-ray machine. Um, and you know, the dentist could have something more for you to do, but for the most part, you're going to be there to observe and that's all you really got to do. It's pretty simple, but it can be a little bit boring. So that's why I always found it beneficial to get to know the staff and talk to them and even the patients if they were, if they were waiting to, um, you know, have their, whatever procedure needed to be done. Um, I noticed that a lot of dentists were really willing to help and even excited to have me there. So I hope that helps you in just easing your mind. And if you have any anxiety about being an inconvenience, because I know that I did, but um, that was just really the inner voice uh, inside me that uh, was something that didn't really exist. It really didn't exist that you know, this notion that dentists were going to be uncomfortable with me being there and dread me being there. That was all made up in my mind. What I actually discovered was a lot of them were excited to have me there and including the staff because I, I got to know them really well. And I know that they were sad the last day that I job shadowed there because I wasn't coming back and they got attached to me, I guess. <laughs> um, I would even bring in like donuts and stuff, not to kiss out because a lot of times you'll find that the staff there they bring in food and they want you to eat it. So naturally you're going to feel like, oh, hey, I should contribute a little bit because, you know, I always had in mind that, you know, they were doing me a solid and helping me out and becoming a dentist and, you know, building up my resume to get into dental school. So, you know, it, it was, um, there weren't any words that could really express my appreciation for how much that helped and meant to me. Um, and just know too, I already talked about this a little bit. You don't have to job shadow a cranky dentist. So if you find that you're miserable going into the dental clinic because the dentist is, um, you know, cranky, doesn't seem like they want you to be there, then don't go there. Find somebody else. You know, you want to be as comfortable as possible and you want them to be as comfortable as possible. Um, interact with the employees and patients. I already touched on that a little bit, so I'm not going to say too much more about that, but I just know that that could also be something that the dentist would appreciate because it's helping to build a positive um, experience both for their um, their co you know for the coworkers for the employees of the dental office and for the patients. Just keep in mind, you know, the the more um, of a positive influence you are and the more of a positive person you are, um, the better experience it's going to be, and it's going to be more likely to improve morale. And so I kind of had that in mind. It's like you know, if I'm interacting with this patient and just you know, just being like, um, you know, uh, practicing basic and common courtesy and just, um, you know, and, and lots of times a, a, a conversation can help brighten somebody's day. So I knew that if I was doing those things that they were going to associate coming to a dentist with a positive experience and that could definitely help out the dentist and that will help you out in, um, you know, earning and gaining respect and trust. And then lastly, um, showing up on time. And that's that's pretty obvious. I just felt like I would throw that in there at the end. You know, you don't want to schedule um, job shadowing and then, you know, uh, not show up or even show up late because then, you know, how are they really going to trust you and, and scheduling for the future? Because you do have to get a lot of hours um, for job shadowing. So anyways, that concludes all of the advice that I have for job shadowing. And that wraps it up for episode 32, how to establish a positive relationship with dentists and other healthcare professionals. I hope you found today's podcast helpful. And if you did, please make sure to subscribe to this podcast and leave it a review. 
Also, and as always, I ask that you please share it with someone else whom you think could benefit from it. I have started a YouTube channel called Read.Dentistry Pre-Dental Nation. There you can benefit from watching the videos I am posting daily to provide further tips and strategies for making it into dental school. Please make sure to tune back into this podcast on Thursday for another amazing episode. And until next time, peace.